More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com. Go to HaneyUniversity.com and find out all the information you need to know about getting a golf lesson from me. I am teaching at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona, a few different times a month there, and then I will be teaching shortly at a location in Chicago, where we are currently located right now. I go back and forth between those two places, but my son is playing hockey in Chicago, so we are in Chicago. I think I talked about that on a podcast before. But uh, golf season is upon us, and I'll tell you what, there is no better place to celebrate the start of golf season than Chicago, because I grew up here. I remember, man alive, oh boy, the weather has changed so much. The kind of the seasons have changed is what's, what's changed, but I remember as a kid, I mean, you'd sneak out on the golf course sometimes in March. But the courses would open up April 1st, and now it I think they still might open April 1st, but boy, oh boy, there's not many golfing days in April. But it's actually starting to get a little nicer. Of course, we're, uh, we're May, you know, uh, getting near the middle of May, and uh, you would think it would start to get nice. But, but anyway, the golf courses in Chicago are fantastic. Unbelievable. You know, I lived in Texas for so many years, like 29 years, and there's some good golf courses in Texas. I mean, there's some good golf courses in Arizona. People ask me, what's the best golf course in Arizona? I mean, there's some good golf courses in Arizona, but there are so many great golf courses in Chicago. It's one of the, it's one of the things that I don't think people realize about golf is that the states where they play the most golf, and I'm talking about the most golf, I'm talking about what percentage of the population plays the, the most golf. Those states would, I think, shock most people. All right, here's, here's what I mean by this. When you look at the, the states that people think are the biggest golf states, immediately they're going to say California, 
Texas, Florida, probably going to say Arizona. Now, California and Texas have, have the, the most amount of golfers, but, but those are also the two most populous states by a, a, a pretty, pretty large margin. So, so, yes, California and Texas have a lot of golfers. But when you look at the percentage of the population that plays golf, and I always found this, this interesting because living in Texas for like 29 nine years, I thought, geez, I mean, there's so many golfers in Texas. You know, you can play year-round. Look at all the great players from Texas, Ben Hogan, Byron Nelson, Lee Trevino. I mean, the list goes just on and on and on. But in Texas, there's also so many things to do. Like, you know, like there's hunting and there's fishing. And people from Texas are really into hunting and fishing. College football's huge. High school football's huge. That takes up, uh, you know, Saturdays in the fall for sure. The Dallas Cowboys are huge. That takes up Sundays in the fall. And, you know, you got the state fair in, you know, in Dallas. I mean, that, that thing goes on for like a month. That takes up some weekend days. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff to do in, in, in Texas, it seems like, that may, maybe more so than, than other states that, that occupies people's time. And what usually happens is people in Texas, they will like play the same amount of golf as, as someone in Michigan or Minnesota or Illinois. They just play, you know, in the 50 best days that they can to, to go play golf, you know, weather-wise. And in these northern states, they'll just play, you know, every day they can once the, the course opens and the season season starts. And... You look at states like Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, those states have the uh, uh, incredibly high participation rate. It's like over 11%. And Ohio is, is, is really, cl- really close to that. It's like, it's like uh, something like 10.5%. But, but, but you look at, at, at Florida, for instance, who you know a lot of people think is, it, it's like the golf capital of the United States. It's got a, participa- a participation rate of, of only like 8.6%. So it's, it's, it's actually not, not as high. And it's just kind of something that's surprising to people. So I, I started this whole conversation off with all the great golf courses in Illinois. And there's so many great golf courses on the north shore of, of, of uh, Chicago. And, and through, throughout the whole state, but particularly in the north shore of Chicago. People said, why is that? Well, I mean, when they were first building golf courses and these, all these famous architects would go to build golf courses, they would go to the most populated places and, uh, you know, places that, you know, golf's always been an expensive game, places that could afford to build the golf courses. And, and, and frankly, you know, places where you could grow grass you know, very, very easily for golf courses. And those places were, you know, nor- northern climates, you know. Uh, great golf courses in Michigan, great golf courses in Minnesota, great golf courses in Illinois, New York. I mean, the, the, the East Coast has great golf courses. And obviously there's great golf courses, you know, in, in California and all over, the, all over the country. But anyway, yeah, just, uh, just a little something there on... The 
game of golf, participation in golf, and where it's, it's big that, that uh, might, might surprise a lot of people. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, 
and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let me segue into a little uh, golf instruction here. I have uh, been given a lot of lessons, and one of the, you know, you know, every time I teach, I'm I'm given a little spiel. That's kind of what I do, trying to educate my students. And one of the the, the things that is a, a consistent theme that I, I pass on to people is that golf is a game of mistakes. I mean, you know, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody hits bad shots. Everybody has bad holes. Everybody makes mistakes in their golf swing. And when you can match up your mistakes and limit your mistakes and have not so bad, bad shots, then that's when you become a, a better golfer. You, you know, like they always said, you know, golf is not a game of perfect. You're, you're, you know, Ben Hogan said, I think you're going you're gonna to hit, he maybe hit one or two really good shots or great shots in a round of golf. Think about that. Ben Hogan, considered by many the greatest ball striker ever. Maybe he hit a couple perfect shots in a round of golf. You just, you just don't, don't do it. But if you can have better misses then you can you can play the game better. And that's why I always t- tell people, my definition of a good drive, any one you can find. Any one you can find. I mean, if, if you hit your driver and you can find it, it's not that bad. Because w- we all know from listening to me that there are three keys to golf, and the number one key is eliminating penalty strokes. So you have to be able to find your ball. If you don't find your ball, it costs you two strokes. Lost ball, you got to hit again. These are out of bounds or lost. You got to hit again. You're lying three out there, two penalty strokes. So that that is a key that that is just undeniable. It, it is it is the most important thing you can do, and that's why any ball you can find is a decent shot. It's it's it may not be great, but it's decent. Which reminds me of a story. A friend of mine was playing in, and he told me this story, he was playing in the Byron Nelson Pro-Am. This is, this is way back when. And he happened to get paired with Fulton Allen. Fulton Allen was from South Africa, very good ball striker, actually a really funny guy, good guy, but had a, he, 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 he was known to, ha- to be, get a little heated on the golf course. So he didn't have like the greatest reputation, but if you knew him, he was a really good guy. And anyway, he's paired with Fulton Allen one day at the Byron Nelson at the Pro-Am. And they tee off the, the first hole. And uh, a friend of mine hits this, this shot down there off the tee. And, it, you know, he kind of necked it off the heel. But, you know, hitting off the heel is a good miss. Matter of fact, it's, it, hitting off the heel is, is, is a great miss. Usually it'll have a little cut on it. So this ball just kind of cut down there down the center of the fairway. 
you know, good miss, especially first shot of the day. You know, you can find your ball. You're nervous. You're playing in a pro-am. You get your first tee shot out there and you're, you know, you're, you're findable. You're findable. Anyway, my friend uh, Fulton Allen goes, good shot. And my friend goes, ah, you know, I didn't. And this is what a lot of people do. A lot of people who play golf, they want to tell you about every shot, you know, and they, they complain about their good ones. <laughs> hey, you're going to have plenty of bad shots. You're going to have plenty of shots to complain about. So don't, don't go complaining about your, your, your good shots. Save it, save it for your bad shots. Anyway, my friend goes, hi, ah, you know, I, he's, I didn't really hit it very good. I hit it long, you know, I hit it off the heel again. I kind of missed it, you know, didn't catch it good. You know how people say, you know, ah, well, that wasn't my best. And, you know, well, you know, Fulton Elm looked at the guy, he says, he said, partner, let me tell you something. He said, today we're writing down scores. We're not painting pictures. That was a good shot. Never forget that story. We are. Writing down scores, we are not painting pictures. It is not Olympic scoring. You don't get to like, oh, if you hit it perfectly solid off the middle of the face and you get your best drive versus low and off the heel and a terrible shot that's 10 yards short of your best drive and still in the fairway, you, you don't get to like move your iron shot 10 feet closer to the pin because you hit your driver more solid. It just... It, it it doesn't work like that. It's it's not it's not Olympic scoring. You swing one time in golf, and you lie you lie one, and and you hope it it's it's findable. Because if it's not, you're not going to be lying one. You got to take you got to take a penalty shot. You're not painting pictures. You're writing down scores. You want to have better bad shots, and if you can do that. You are on your way to playing better golf. Now, generally what that means is you have to have playable misses. And this is why, like, like uh, when they used to keep statistics on the tour and they weren't very good statistics until Mark Brody came along with his, his uh, strokes gain statistics. And the statistics were just greens and regulation, fairways hit, you know, driving distance, which wasn't even accurate because they, they would have two holes, one on each nine, where they would measure driving distance and they'd take your, your drive, on, you know, these, this is what they do with the pros. They'd take a, two drives a day. You know, what, what if the whole, both the holes were into the wind or, uh, you know, the fairways were wet that day or whatever, you know. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's not, it wasn't accurate by any stretch of the imagination. You know, measuring two holes. So they take eight drives in a week because you play four rounds and two holes a day, eight drives. And then they, you know, divide whatever you got, add them up, divide it by eight. And there's your average driving distance. Well, it's not your average driving distance. Average driving distance on measurable holes. And that's how they used to do it. Nowadays, I mean, they, they've got much better statistics and the strokes gain statistics. And it, it measures how you do relative to the, the, the field. But it's, it's, it, 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 it never was a good statistic when they measured like fairways hit because a lot of times, I mean, you'd, you'd be better off even in the rough for a lot of amateurs that, that have trouble hitting the ball solid. They'd rather have the ball sitting up a little bit. You know, nothing wrong with being in the first cut of rough. For, for most amateurs, that's a better lie than, than being in the, in, in the, the, the fairway sometimes because, you know, they, they, especially as close as they cut the fairways nowadays. So, so you, you need to be able to find your ball. 
you need to be able to miss your ball in the right spot. You don't, you know, and people take penalty shots and they'll say, I said, well, did you take it to the right or to the left? And they'll say, I hit it to the right. I said, what was on the left? Well, there wasn't anything on the left. I said, you can't miss right when there's no trouble on the left. You can't miss left when there's no trouble on the right. I mean, you have to play away from it. You have to aim away from it. You have to do whatever to get away from it. But you you know, it's there's certain amount of holes on a golf course where you have trouble on the right and trouble on the left and you got to nut up and you got to hit a good shot and that's just a, you know that that that's what you got to do. I mean you you got you got to hit a, a a good shot. And there's no there's no way around it. There's no wiggle room. You know you you, you got to hit that shot. But there're very few holes like that. Most every hole in the golf course gives you some kind of out and that's why you know if I'm playing golf and I've got a a, a caddy and I love when the caddy always tells you, yeah, this is where you want to go. You know, I've never played the course for They tell me, oh, I'll tell you where you want to go. No good player thinks like that. A good player wants to know, where can't I go? In other words, when I, I stand out, I, I mean, I've played enough golf in my life. I can, I can look at a, uh, uh, I can stand on a tee and I can tell what the architect had in mind and I can tell where you want to go. I can, I, can, I can figure that out. I've play, played enough golf. But what I don't know is, you know, if I miss this to the left, can I get to the water down there? If I miss this to the right, can I carry that bunker? If I, miss, if I blow this way right, does it open up over there? If I pull this to the left, does it close me down or does it open up? That, that's, the, that's the way a better player thinks. Because they want to know where they can miss. I want to know where I can miss. I, I can, listen, I can tell I want to hit it down the fairway. I, I, I know for sure I want to hit it down the fairway. I can see where I want to go. I want to know where I can't go. I need, so I need more room to wander. And I need to know, can I get, go to the left? Can I go to the right? How can I play to a wider area? When I'm hitting into a green, I, you know, the one thing you don't want to do is you do not want to short side yourself. Short side is defined by if the pin is on the right, you want to miss on the wide side, which is over to the left because that allows you to have all that room to chip the ball across the green. Short side would be pin on the right, you miss on the right. You have a, That's called a short side miss and you have very little green to work with. And if you get too cute... You're going to probably leave it short of the green and have a two-chip. And if you pitch from that short side area, you're probably pitching and it's running away from you. And there's a good chance you're going to run that by pretty good. And if you run it by pretty good, 30, 40, 50 feet for amateur golfers, you bring in the possibility of a three-putt. And that's the other third key to playing better golf is number one, eliminating penalty shots. Number two, eliminating two chips, and number three, eliminating three putts, and you, and you want to be able to to avoid that. And the, you know, this the same thing holds true when you look at you look at putting. You know, I mean, I I, I love it when you know a, a caddy says, "Play this ball one cup out to the right." Okay, you want to play this much break, and I'm always thinking to myself, "How do you know how hard I'm going to hit it?" Because the amount of break you play is a 
100% contingent on you hitting the putt a certain speed. If you don't hit the putt the right speed, that break is is not is not that you're playing is not going to work. In other words, if you hit it soft, it's going to break more. If you hit it hard, it's going to break break less. I mean, every putt straight if you hit it hard enough, you know, just just rocket it and, and that thing won't curve. But you're not going to make putts like that. You make putts when you marry the speed and the line, and that, that all works out perfect. But you don't make many putts. Look at the percentage of, of putts that 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 the players make. I think I think I read something the other day, like from eight feet, it, it, like Tiger Woods was fifty-two percent or something. It's not you know that that's it's not a fifty-four percent something like that. Some ridiculously low number. It's you know lower than what people think. Once you get outside of thirty feet, pros make like a, you know a couple percent. You're you're not going to make a lot of putts. That's that's the 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 thing. You you want to figure out with the putting, oftentimes, where do I want my next putt to be from? That's one of the things I explain to, to the amateurs when I teach them. I'll take them on the putting green. I'll say, okay, now, where do you want to miss this? Where do you want to, where do you want to leave this chip shot? Where do you want to leave this first putt? And people don't think about that. You know, they, 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 like on a chip shot or a putt, long putt, they'll, they'll draw a three-foot circle around the hole or a four-foot circle around the hole, and they're trying to, I'm trying to get it inside that four-foot circle. But your, your four-foot circle should not necessarily have the cup as the center of the circle because I would rather be four feet putting uphill right to left than three and a half feet putting left to right downhill. They just you just would. I mean, you, you make a higher percentage right-handed player, right right right-handed player uphill right to left than you will making a, a a left to right downhill putt. So you 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 think about where you want to leave the ball. Where do you you know not, not like you don't treat every single shot like okay I'm going to hit this drive perfect here. Okay, that's great, but what if you miss? Where are you gonna, where do you want to miss it? I'm gonna hit this iron shot right at the flag. Well, that's that's great, but what if you miss? Where do you want to miss it? You know, the putt, the chip, everything. Where do you want to play that? It's it's like this is like a, a a chess game as you as you move through, and that is how you play golf, and that's not how most people play golf, but that's how you're 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 gonna play golf if you're gonna play your best golf. So uh, I hope hope you keep that in mind next time you play, and I hope it uh, helps you out. All right, uh, remember my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, muscle soreness, joint pain, I got the serious muscle soreness. So I've been using the Voodoo. It's been working great. Uh, working on a little driveway project, so that's uh, the, I've been I've been lathering on the the Voodoo. I go to voodoopainrelief.com to get it. It's absolutely guaranteed, 100%. You will try it once and you'll reorder it over and over and over again because everybody does. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcasts, and we will talk to you soon on the Hank Kenny Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.